0: Archiving is huge. I archive everything. Me too. Everything is archived. Once I'm done with it, it's archived. You can get it all back later. Guys, it doesn't disappear. I promise it's in there. It's just not sitting in your inbox. Right. um, Genuinely. And then honestly, unsubscribe is one of my best friends. I unsubscribe to things probably daily.
1: Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world. You're now one simple tip, practical tool, and small step away from growing your business. One Next Step is brought to you by Belay, the incredible 100% remote organization revolutionizing productivity with virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media managers. Accomplish more, juggle less, modern staffing from Belay. And now to your hosts. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business so it stops running you. I'm Ryan, and today, two of our favorite podcast hosts, Trisha and Lisa, will be sitting down together for a special masterclass episode all about email inbox management. As many of you know, Trisha is the CEO of Belay, and Lisa is the CFO, so it's safe to say they get their fair share of daily emails. That's probably an understatement, honestly. In this episode, they'll talk about their strategies when it comes to managing emails, how they delegate to their virtual assistants, and how they prioritize emails – This should be a helpful conversation for any leader out there who dreams of hitting that ideal state of Inbox Zero. But first, let's talk about busyness. Because despite what conversations might suggest as of late, there is no award for most busy. And I don't know if you've noticed, but busy rarely ever equates to productive. Enter Belay, the incredible organization revolutionizing productivity with subscription-based virtual assistant, bookkeeping, and social media strategist services. Belay can help you cut the busy and reclaim 15 hours every week by delegating just five tasks. Accomplish more, juggle less. Modern staffing from Belay. And now let's jump into today's conversation between LZ and Trisha.
2: How are you doing today? Hi. Hi, my friend. I'm great.
0: How are I'm super
2: you? E- I'm good. I'm good. And I'm super excited because we've teased this topic out quite a few times. Um, and we've actually talked about it in a lot of other episodes, but I don't think we've ever dedicated an entire episode just to talk about email management. But at the crux of being a good leader is knowing how to manage your inbox right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I think a lot of us live and die in
0: the in our email.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes. And you are the uh, poster woman for Inbox Zero. I mean, you really do a great job as the CEO of Belay, my leader, my friend, of being a great example of what it means to have Inbox Zero. And I love that you share it whenever you do like to encourage everybody else. So I think our listeners are going to be in for quite a treat to learn so much from you today.
0: Oh gosh. Well, and you likewise, and I secretly have panic attacks when I hear that people have more than like 20 emails in their inbox. I I just (laughs) don't know how they go about their day. (laughs) I don't know how they live their lives. (laughs) My husband is one of those. He has like (laughs) 99,000 emails in his inbox and I just, I can't. I have to cringe at the idea that
2: somebody's Lose their life that way. Uh, I agree. I agree. I may not get to inbox zero all the time, but I never at any moment have more than 20 ever in there. Yeah. I'm like inbox five is my goal. Yeah. If I'm being honest,
0: like five things. And they're literally in there because they need me for something.
2: Yes, absolutely. So I think that Mm. it would be really great for us to talk about how we use inbox management, how we really empower our virtual assistants, our executive assistants, to get in there and help us manage and how to do it in such a way that we feel relief, we feel in control, and really how we use email as a communication tool. Because I think that's also important. There's a lot of ways to communicate right now, whether it's an instant messaging tool, whether you have a CRM that you can communicate in. And a lot of times, those all filter back into your inbox. And so I think it's just a good time for us to talk about how we live and die by our inbox, and and ultimately how we empower those who help us.
0: Absolutely. I'm ready for it. I think we've gone through a lot of trial and error over the years, you know, figuring out how to best leverage a virtual assistant to help with Mm -hmm. inbox management, how ourselves as leaders um, to delegate and relinquish some of it and how to better organize ourselves. So I feel like, you know, maybe we can really share some great insights, tips, and tools to help Anybody out there listening who's just struggling with how to even get started mm-hmm. and what ideal state can even look like and how it's possible.
2: Yes, agreed, agreed. So I'm gonna start with you. So I'm gonna ask, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you really view your inbox and how do you leverage your VA to help you manage it?
0: Yeah, well, that's a big question, right out the it gate. It is. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I figured somebody I said, right now is listening. Well, going, okay, get, just, to the meet. Get, get to yeah, the meat. Here meet we I'm go. Here, let's just <laughs>
0: dig right in. Yeah, um, I think like most pe- most of us, our inbox is our core, is our central point of communication for our organizations, peer networks, our, our career platform, if you will. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Everything, like you said, everything filters in through the inbox. It's almost like the central command center of all things going on as a leader that you're managing. So there's a variety of importance and lack of important things filtering through an email inbox. And I think... um, knowing the difference about of those things is probably the first great step to start. And then, you know, really leveraging a VA to help with that, to me, is I actually find that the place where I get most of my time back is having somebody help me with my email, number one. Yeah. Yes. You, how do you view email, your inbox,
2: communication? Yeah, no, I mean, I love the fact that you talked about how there's a lot of unimportant things that come in. And I really feel like that is a stumbling block for new leaders and I speak from experience, right? You, um, you wanna be the best in your field and so you're gonna go out and you're gonna subscribe probably to a lot of newsletters. You're also going to get subscribed to a lot that you didn't even know about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? maybe spammed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Spam, but the spam. ones that you actually do want to read, those start to come into your inbox and you feel sort of this draw to read them all. Yes. Because you subscribed. And in the moment it sounded really good. And so those have this unintentional importance that get assigned to it. And then there's all of the FYIs. You get copied on something and you got to read those too. And, and those feel kind of important. And then there's actually the stuff that needs your attention, which is truly the important part, right? That I feel like a lot of times gets pushed down into in all that minutia and that, that email soup that happens. And those get ignored. Yes. Unintentionally get ignored because all of that unimportant stuff Is there. So like you, it's a great communication tool. It's a fantastic tool for keeping up to date with your team, for connecting with prospects and clients and all of that good stuff. But you have to, in order to work really well with an assistant, you have to start putting some prioritization around that and be okay with filtering that happens because you're never going to be able to get rid of the stuff that's going in there because it's good stuff. But you have to create some filtering so that you know how to attack each one of them in the appropriate timeline as well. So Yeah,
0: placing priority on what needs your attention first, what needs it second, and what maybe it's not needed for. You can read at your leisure, you know, the newsletters and things like that. So creating a system around an organization around those priorities is a really great place to start as you think through your email is what are the things I absolutely need me nobody can speak on my behalf
1: right. um, because it
0: requires me to make a decision it requires my thought um, or my attention and then there are ones that like you said a lot of the FYIs that you can mm-hmm. just you just need to read to know but there's no action needed on your part so
2: yeah yeah and yeah. I think the filtering that was uh, both you and I have been VA's <laughs> so, I think yes. we have a leg up, probably., um, yes. but you know, email, depending upon what email application you use, they have a lot of great tools within inside that application that can help you have an inbox that it's not. 99,000 emails sitting in there that you can create and say, hey, these are spam. I want all of this particular, if they're from a particular person, this email address, it needs to go into high priority. If it's from this one, it can go into read later. I know both you and I have folders like that. So um, if you don't currently have a VA or you do right now, but leveraging those filtering into those separate folders and then archiving, I think, is one of the simplest ways to start clearing out what is in your inbox so you can get through all of that yucky soup that we just talked about Mm -hmm. and find the things that are the priority.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, I view the inbox kind of like I view my mind, that Mm -hmm. the reason I'm looking for it to be as empty as possible is because I'm trying to remove clutter and distraction. And, yeah. and stay focused on what matters. So like you, I mean, there's many different ways you can manage an inbox. Um, some people use a foldering system like you and I do. Some people use a starring or flagging system to prioritize things. Um Archiving is huge. I archive everything. Me too. Everything is archived. Once I'm done with it, it's archived. You can get it all back later, guys. It doesn't disappear. I promise it's in there. Yes. It's just not sitting in your inbox. Right. Um genuinely, and then honestly, unsubscribe is one of my best friends. And yes. so, you will I, I unsubscribe to things probably daily cuz whether you subscribed to them in the past or somehow wound up on a list right, you nevertheless, yes. you know, you nevertheless get get email that you shouldn't. So, and then one of my rules of thumb that I love to use for email is um, my goal is that an email is touched once. Okay. So, if you open an email, you are 90% of them you're handling right then. You're yeah. not Reading, you're not know, going on to the next one. You're taking whatever appropriate action is needed for that email mm-hmm. at that time. And, that, and that's also how I direct my assistant as well. If an email is opened as read, it is being taken care of in that moment, unless it requires additional time, thought, planning mm-hmm. or action, in which case it might then be moved to a folder that is an action folder or a project folder so that you know this is an email that I'm intentionally not touching right now because there's actually something else or I need more time for it. Mm -hmm. But ideally, you're touching your email once. And then the ones that you read, you open, read, archive, open, read, archive, anything that you need to go back to, you filter somewhere for later and that everything is touched one time. It's actually kind of my rule in life as well. <laughs> I like this, yeah. Try and touch everything one time. It's like when you clear the table, right? Like, you know, when dinner yeah. is over and it's time to put the condiments back in the shelf and you take yeah. the salt and pepper and you're going to put them back in the cabinet. But then mm-hmm. there's the person who actually picks up the salt and pepper and puts it on the counter closest to where the salt and pepper goes. Yes. yes. But it's still not back. It's still not in its. Re- and place. Right. So then somebody <laughs> has to go back and touch it again and move the salt and pepper in onto the salt um, and pepper yes. shelf in the cabinet. Does it sound like I'm speaking from experience? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so move the salt and pepper one time, touch your email one time. That is my that is my <laughs> rule of thumb for email.
2: <laughs> yes, I I would have to say when it comes to cleaning up the table, I am a move it and set it down kind of person. So <laughs> Oh no.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I have
2: to get that one area cleaned. So I'm going, I'm going to move it from the table to the kitchen counter and I'm going to clean the table off. So that's done. Like because it's the I need to check the box to make me feel like I'm doing something. That's my yes. mentality on it. But. <laughs> and I'm
0: going, but why? Just put it to its rightful place, then wipe the table.
2: <laughs> then I got to open the door and my hands are full. Uh, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. It reminds me back, um, you know, gosh, probably like 20 years ago when, uh, you know, before there was so much digital media that there was a, a – whole movement on paper remember mm-hmm. this like you would get your mail and they would say only touch your mail once like so you would get your mail yes. like don't stack it up anywhere and same so, i do that too yeah <laughs> so that when you get the mail you go through it you get rid of it or you file it mm-hmm. somewhere you just don't let it pile up and so i think that's uh for those who have been around a while mm. um they probably remember that and that's really good coaching is to touch something once i love Absolutely. that
0: It works for me.
2: So what about, um, we have this thing at Belay called the virtual nod. Why don't you explain for our listeners a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah, so our virtual nod means that you are responding, that you have received something even if you can't address it at that time. So the, re- the person on the other side is not waiting on you to know if you even got their email, like their request didn't go into a black hole. You actually mm-hmm. received the information, but you don't have time to answer it now, or you need to think about it. You're going to get back later. So a virtual nod would be, for example, if I got an email or my assistant would do this for me that says, Hey, what do you think about X, Y, Z? and I'm in meetings all day, so I can't address that, I would nod or my virtual assistant would on my behalf to say, hey, got it, in meetings all day, I'll get back to you in the morning. So the nod is really giving relief, taking the monkey off the back of the person who sent the email and taking it to say, this is on me now, I own this Mm -hmm. email, and I'll get back to you accordingly, um, so that things don't seemingly fall into a hole and the person on the other side is not wondering. Yeah. If you've received that communication. So that is just a best practice we recommend for all of our virtual assistants. We use it with our virtual assistants. We view it through the lens of that, even as leaders and as a team, that right. we would virtually nod each other um, because it just increased communication is helpful when you can't see people.
2: Yes. Well, that's what I was going to say is that it became such a thing for us, like a best practice, mm-hmm. because we were virtual before virtual was cool. And this was a way to know that you just weren't lobbing something over the fence, to your point, and yeah. it falling in a black hole. And it, okay. what it has become now is it's a courtesy and it's a show of respect, Amen. I respect mm-hmm. you enough to let you know that I've received this. I might need a little time to ponder on it. I might be in a meeting, but what you sent me, I know how valuable it is, and I'm going to take care of it for you. And I love that. Absolutely. And, and
0: that's, you know, coaching I give my assistant on my behalf when she's managing my email is to nod for me,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
0: that people, mm-hmm. hey, I, we've gotten this. I've put it in a, a folder for Tricia. She'll get back to it this afternoon. She's podcasting today. Whatever yes. that may be. And it's 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 really is a professional courtesy in my opinion. There is and maybe it's a pet peeve of mine, but I have a pet peeve that if I don't hear from somebody or I hear back from somebody within a certain amount of time, I'm frustrated. Yeah. I'm frustrated waiting on responses from people. So I don't want people waiting on me because I don't enjoy waiting on them.
2: Yeah, and I always think, too, that, that especially within our team, because we know it's a little bit harder when you're dealing with outside partners or vendors, but if there's a delay, it usually is like a little bell ringing that either says, hmm, are, is that person overwhelmed? Is their workload really high right now? Or is there something in the email that's causing them to ponder longer than it normally would so yes you fill that gap with something that's not positive typically right yes Yes. so then you're sitting there thinking gosh do I need to add more context was there was the tone bad did I say you know like you, you start making up reasons and so as the receiver it's really nice for the sender to be like hey everything is cool you know I just need a I just need a moment absolutely totally agree now, what does it mean for folks right now who are probably going into a panic? Does this virtual nod thing mean that they have to respond to every single email in 24 hours?
1: <laughs> like wow. is it every
2: is it every single one? Like help, you know, help them understand um, you know, what it means. And and I mean, you kind hmm. of let the cat out of the bag a little bit, but it's also getting help, right? Yes. I mean,
0: I'm not personally virtually nodding to every single email. That's where the virtual assistant comes into play. I think you have to sort through. Obviously, if it's spam, you're not virtually nodding it. If it's somebody trying to sell you something, you might not virtually nod that. I think you you have to come up with what are your agreed upon terms with certain people. Like for us, I know if it's anybody inside of Belay inside our organization that i have an email from i actually will respond same day right yeah so i'm not even saying 24 hours if i get an email at three o'clock i will actually respond same day or four o'clock same day i will typically not let something sit overnight that is just my personal that is what i've decided that i'm giving to belay right but organizationally we agree 24 hours Mm-hmm. As, as a global team. So I know if I send an email to anybody in this company, I should hear back within 24 hours. And yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. So that's maybe a little aggressive. I mean, I'm, I'm a hyper responsive person, <laughs> particularly. Sure. Um, yeah. So that, that's just my my personal
2: opinion on email and virtual nodding. How, did, how have you used it for you? Yeah, I think it depends on the season that I'm in. If I'm doing a lot of things, if I'm in a season where I'm doing a lot of things, so for example, CFO audit stuff, mm-hmm. if I've got big legal projects on my plate at the moment, and an email comes in at 3, but I'm in a meeting, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not getting out of that meeting until four thirty, five 5 o'clock, I may not be able to respond to that email that came in during that time, but definitely the 24 hours You know, I'm trying to circle back around and say, hey, got this, thank you so much. But most of the time, it's not even the virtual nod. You know, I am trying to answer those emails and get them out of my inbox as quick as possible. And so I'm taking the time to do that. um, Because I also know that our team members are giving me the grace of 24 hours. And so instead of me going, hey, I got this, I'm going to get back to you, I'm going to try to answer it and solve it. Um, within the 24 hour time period. So that's, that's sort of how I use it. But definitely, you know, my assistant is in there for longer gaps. Like if we are in meetings all day, she's going to handle those for me. So that way, um, something that came in in the morning isn't sitting around until the next day. Like to me, a full day of working hours feels very long. It is. I don't know why the evenings don't feel long to me. Maybe because I'm thinking that everybody else is shutting down, but a yes. full business day feels very long. And I typically won't let anything sit there for a full business day without giving that virtual nod. So even if I was in that meeting and I was really busy in the morning and it's now four thirty, five 5 o'clock and I got something early in the morning, I'm going back to those and saying, hey, I got this. I'm so sorry I couldn't answer you today, but I'll get to it first thing in the morning. I'll tackle yeah. those first.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally agree.
2: You got to set priorities.
0: And also, you know, we, we kind of have this unspoken rule, which is, which is really good. And it goes for email too, as an organization that we don't email after hours and weekends and different things like that, because us trying to get something off of our plate in an off hour actually creates work for somebody else at an inappropriate hour. So like you and I, um, we will not send an email at 7 p.m., 8 p.m., you know, uh, yeah. because it's actually putting the burden on the person on the other side. Um, and we've had team members who may email us or other people on those hours. And we've actually had to say, no, please yes. don't email at eight, seven, eight o'clock at night. That's not, you're putting that on that other person that now they feel they may have to respond to you at eight o'clock at night. So we're super thoughtful about the time with which we actually are actively emailing and my, my virtual assistant as well. She knows to not yes. not be managing that off hours because I don't want to create a ripple effect for anybody else.
2: Yes, exactly. I mean, I think with technology, it's such a great tool to have email at your fingertips, your business email, but you're trying to get something done. Maybe you've had a busy day and you're like, oh, I'm cooking dinner. Let me just get a couple of these virtual nods out. I know it's seven o'clock. But your team member might be at the ball field watching their kids play, and they get a 7 p.m. email from the CEO, all of a yes. sudden, they switch off from being mom or dad or aunt or uncle into work mode, Go! oh my gosh, well, the CEO emailed me, I better get to it. That's right. And that was never your intention. So the way to, in order to stop that altogether is just don't do it. Schedule it. That's right. We love scheduling emails. (laughs) I know.
0: Yes, we boomerang that baby, and it goes out in the morning.
2: That's right. (laughs) Or you just
0: literally shut it down because really, you should go. You should be stopping work anyway. So that's a whole other episode. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes. So I think we've talked a little bit about like the maximum number that we both like to have in our inbox at one time. You said five. I said, you know, maybe 20 at most, depending upon, you know, the season that I'm in. Are there any other pro tips that, you, that come to mind when you think about managing your inbox? Or back in the day when we used to manage for other people, what are some things that you really felt like made a difference? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you know there's a couple of key steps to to go into, which we we've touched on briefly. Is is definitely develop a foldering system that is right for you. It's different literally for everybody. My system is different from your system, which is different from uh, our chief revenue officer's system. You know, developing what are the right folders that you need to file your emails into, or I better say this your virtual assistant files your emails into for you that you have an agreed upon system, you know, try, it doesn't work, change it. I mean, I've been through a couple of different systems of like, eh, I'm not feeling this. Let's try this other way. And until you find what feels comfortable for you as a unique leader and with your virtual assistant. So that's like tip number one is really determine what you're going to go for and then literally go all in on it and just give it a try and then the second thing I would say is, and this has been one that I have, you know, really grew um, and had as a goal for myself over the last like two years is to really give more of it to my virtual assistant. Yeah. And so I have a secret love for my email inbox, which is probably what a lot of our leaders <laughs> problems are. It's like, we love love being in it all day. We feel so connected and alive. Um, But it's also a huge burden. So um, I really set goals for myself, literal key performance indicators, like KPIs for myself that I was going to delegate a certain percent of my inbox to my VA. And each year or half year, I've increased that percent of my email to my virtual assistant. And she has those kpis and measurables for herself too so right now she knows 50 percent of the email that come into my inbox she's responsible for and i am not going to touch and we have to hold each other accountable because we're both charging towards the same goal but but we have a good framework to say okay she wants me to handle half these right. so let me get yeah. through this and see what i can do mm-hmm. um so it's really really clear how much i want them in there it, it used to be 20 mm-hmm. you know so it's like okay one in five emails Now we're at half, you know, and, and, and setting those expectations and then setting the groundwork to teach them how to handle those emails. And then my last big pro tip is vacation mode. Just be out completely. Yes. 1000% out, which I am. I'm kind of like the pot calling the kettle black on some of this, but, um, (laughs) be out.
2: Get out of it. No. Yeah. no <laughs> what would I, you add? Yeah, your tips. No, tricks. I have to say, and I'm just going to be very transparent, um, building an organization and a needy one at that, I i.e. away. <laughs> 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 I think this speaks to every business owner, right? There are moments, especially being in finance, and, and there's just deadlines and things that can't be moved, is I made this thing up in my head that... What was okay if um, I was standing in line at Disney and I just opened up my in, my inbox and all the things that my assistant had filed away? I mean, I could just read those because I'm just standing around, right? Or I could be at the beach and just laying on the beach. I mean, I'm not doing anything anyway. Why don't I just open up my email and see what my assistant has filed away for me, right? Like I feel like we, me, um, I won't even talk about other leaders. I had made Time excuses where I could be on PTO but still feel connected to Mm. what was happening in my inbox. Because I was afraid of being away
1: Mm because I didn't want to miss anything. I
2: love what I do. I love the people I work with. I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. FOMO. FOMO FOMO. in email. Yes, yes. And I had this epiphany. I've been reading a couple of good books and getting some coaching. And I had this epiphany that inadvertently— what I was telling my team is that I didn't really trust them because I kind of felt like I needed to be in there just a little bit. So I didn't really trust them. And what I was telling you, my leader, is that my team isn't quite capable enough. Mm. And that was never what I wanted to communicate. What I wanted to communicate is I'm just sort of bored and I have nothing else to do right now. And so I'm going to jump in my inbox and I'm going to look at the things that have been filed away. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't allow me to shut off because becoming a great leader means that I have a full life and I have it's full of creativity. I really, really recommend um, anybody who wants, even if you don't love to paint, read Winston Churchill's The Art of Painting. It's a fantastic even if you read, just read the first 50 pages, you'll learn something as a leader. It's a fantastic book. And he talks about how important it is for us leaders to have a creative side Mm -hmm. to who we are. And we can't be creative, and we can't be full if, well, I'm bored, and I'm going to look at email. Yeah, agreed. If you're bored, find something else yeah. to do. And it was the best thing I could have done because I empowered my team to do what they're trained to do. I came back, and I was happy, and they were happy. And guess what? I can't wait to go on PTO again. I love that. To the moon and back. Yes, <laughs> I love it so
0: much. I could learn a thing yes. or two. Um, it's yes. harsh, and you'll know this because my
2: husband literally <laughs> said to us, "Yeah, just last oh. week." Oh, you're not. You're gonna. You're gonna open up this wound. <laughs> he this said,
0: is tough. <laughs> "Oh my God, what is your life if work is your hobby?"
2: Yes, we were at dinner, oh. and he said that to us. <laughs> crushing. <laughs> was I was crushing. like, whoa, those are fighting
0: words, mister. But yeah. truly, right, disconnecting and spending time not being at work, not being in an email, not thinking about all the things that that are happening over there is just the best gift we can give. Because to your point, you have to disconnect, you have to refresh, you got to let it go. And trust great people. I, abs- I 1000% trust that my virtual assistant and my team are doing all of the right things in my absence. And knowing that if I did open my email on my phone, it's going to be empty because everything has been filed into a folder, that can give me
2: peace. Yes, absolutely. And trust your team is doing what they should be. Take time away as a leader. And if you find when you're out of the office that you're bored and you miss work and you're gonna go back to it, Challenge yourself, set a KPI to find a new hobby or something that's else right. that interests you. Don't fall into, I'm going to open my email. Amen. Yeah. I love, That's a great place to Good. end. It's <laughs> a perfect place to end. <laughs> well, that is awesome. You know, I think we could probably come up with maybe one more thing that we could tease out to our listeners. So what do you say you stick around and we offer up some bonus content? Sounds perfect. Awesome. Well, you guys do not want to miss it. But in order to hear that clip, you must subscribe to our email list, and we're going to send you a link to this bonus content. Or you can always visit OneNextStepPodcast.com, where you can find a link in our show notes.
1: I don't know about you, but I was taking notes during today's interview. I always love when they have the opportunity to sit down together for a Masterclass episode. Now today, we have one next step for you to take. Head to the show notes page for today's episode to access the fantastic resource we have for you and take the first next step towards elevating your business and clearing out your inbox. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's One Next Step. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. And if you're ready to start accomplishing more and juggling less, go to belaysolutions.com. Join us next time for more practical tips and tools to help you advance your business one step at a time. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit one next